Welcome to the Happy Workplace Podcast. My name is John Ferris, and I'm passionate about leadership in the workplace and maximizing your potential. I'm not a millionaire, and I drive an old car. I've worked in many different jobs in both corporate and nonprofit companies, leading teams of paid and unpaid employees. I'm not yet 30, and I'm the production manager at an artisan food company whose product is popular all across Canada. I don't have all the answers, just my story and how I got here. All right, here we go, leaving the interview, the final episode of this season. And uh, right off the bat, I just want to say, actually, this is going to be my last episode, uh, that I am retiring at the age of 27 from doing podcasts, uh, sailing off to the sunset, uh, whatever it is. Um, no, honestly, I, I just feel like this is it for me. I've done two seasons of this. Um, I never actually ended up talking about being the boss, which was kind of, uh, the one I was most excited about at the beginning, but, uh, yeah, I had a ton of fun doing this and, uh, feel like I'd kind of brought this as far as I wanted to with the time that I put into it. So, um, if you enjoyed this, excellent. I'm so glad if you listened and endured this, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. With that being said, uh, since it's my last episode, I want to just say thank you to a few people who've uh, really impacted me in my life and uh, inspired me to do something like this, which uh, for me being an introvert is out of my comfort zone. Um, so thank you for those people who saw potential in me and pushed me to do um, things that I wasn't comfortable with, but that they knew I could do. So uh, in no particular order, uh, thank you to Jeremy. Thank you to Paul. Thank you to my parents. Thank you to Suzanne. Uh, thank you to my wife for putting up with me and uh, allowing me to do this episode and take time away from our family. And uh, thank you for uh, basically anyone who saw opportunity in me and pushed me to do something that I wasn't uh, comfortable with at the time. Um, you are the people who made me am who I am today. So I thank you for that. With that being said, let's get right into it. So as you're leaving the interview, one of the things that really comes up is uh, the employer, whether it's out of habit or anything like that, will uh, say, do you have any questions for us or give you a chance to ask some questions? Well, I want to talk about this because some people will say you need to ask a question. And while I think it's better to ask a question, I actually think it's worse to ask the wrong question than it is to not ask a question at all. Um, so here's what I mean by a wrong question is, do you have any questions for us? Uh, what does it pay? <laughs> Jumping right in with that. Or when could I start? Or like just a, a question that's not appropriate. Um, what you want to do is you actually want to ask some questions that like shows them that you're visualizing yourself in that job. So a question that I think is just brilliant and it works really well to say something along the lines of this, what's your timeline for this position? Or what type of, uh, what are you going through for the hiring process? Um, when are you looking for someone to start? Just all those basic things. What it actually does is it ends up uh, making your employer kind of picture you in the position as well too, because they think, oh, if everything goes well with you, when would things start, all of that. And uh, it actually leaves you going away with an exact timeline of when 
you are going to hear from them by so that you know, okay, they said they're looking to hire within the next month. If two months go by and you haven't heard from them, you did not get that job. And if you are going to get the job and you haven't heard from them in those two months, something's wrong. There's some disorganization there, whatever it may be. So then the flip side of that, though, is not asking a question at all. And really what that ends up doing is it just kind of shows a uninterested, um, like, behavior towards the interview or the position. If you're really interested about it, you should have a question because there should be something that you're trying to wrap your head around. So having uh, having a question in mind is really helpful. The number one thing that people say to me when I say, do you have any questions, is they say not right now, as if like in the moment they're flustered, which I understand, but you kind of knew that was going to happen. Um, at least you should have known that was going to happen. So just taking the time to think um, what is one to two questions you can't ask more than three, in my opinion, uh, unless it's, you know, a substantial search and this is not your first interview and, uh, you're getting near the end, then you can do a lot more. The other thing I would say too, is that depending on where you're at in the interview process, the number of questions you can ask changes. So if it's the initial, you know, phone call uh, you probably shouldn't ask a lot of questions. Uh, you maybe get one. If it's the like second in-person meeting and that's the final one, you can ask your three. If it's, uh, you know, like your fifth meeting that you've gone back and forth with them, I don't think there's too many questions that you can ask. Like at that point, they're asking you a lot. You can ask them a lot. Go back and forth, really make things work. Um, but a crucial part of asking the questions is that you want to know when you're going to have an answer. So one of the questions that you should ask is, how will I know if I'm getting the job or not? Something along those lines, or what will the follow-up be? Will I be hearing from you? Anything like that. And it kind of goes along with the timeline. The whole idea is that in your mind, you want to know when you need to go look for another job or not. So to have that laid out, is going to be really important. Another key part is that you want to actually give them some follow-up on the interview. So don't write them a two-page, you know, oh, here's what it was like and the room smelt like, no, don't do anything like that. But, you know, to shoot them a friendly email or however you've gotten a hold of them and just say, thank you very much for interviewing me. I appreciate the opportunity uh, I really like what your company's got going on there. Something that personalizes it. So something that says, I haven't sent this message to everybody that I'm interviewing with. You get some of those and it actually comes across kind of the wrong way. But something that personalizes the message. So if they're like a new startup company or just really have something unique going on, let them know that. Tell them, I, I really appreciated how... In the interview, it came across that you really valued your employees or whatever it is that you feel jumps out because what it does to them is that it shows them that you've really captured the essence of who they are and you're already starting to fit into their culture. So you might think it's a simple thing, but if you can accurately assess what their company is like and send that in a message, that's really going to help your cause. Another thing to be mindful of in this process is you want to be on standby. 
Um, so you want to be aware that after you do an interview, you could be getting a phone call, an email, a fax. No, you should never get a fax for a job. But whatever it is, you need to be on standby knowing that at any point you could be getting a message. So when you're answering your phone for that next however long your timeline is, uh, don't be drunk at a party, uh, don't be high, whatever it is, like just be mindful that you're on standby, you're in that mode where you're waiting and how that call goes could determine whether they actually go through with it or not because uh, sometimes they haven't made up their opinion at that point and they're wanting to do another interview or whatever it is. You just need to be mindful of that. So answering the phone and be like, hello, who is this? Not a great uh, way to do it. So be on standby. And then the final thing I want to talk about is what to say or what to ask when, uh, when you're accepting the job. So I've heard some people say that you should never accept a job on the spot. And I mostly agree with that. Uh, but there, I really think there are some exceptions to that. And let me explain what I mean by that. If you're applying for a job that like just sounds perfect and you've just had really good conversations with them throughout the whole process and you go into that and they're like, we're really excited. We'd like to ask you the job, offer you the job. And you say, thank you so much. I'd like two weeks to think about it. That's actually like disappointing on their end because they were really excited to have you start and be like yeah yeah like we're, we're really vibing together and this is great so it kind of feels like you know you meant more to them than they meant to you the flip side of that is that if you get offered a job and they're like yes we'd like to offer you the job you can start in two weeks uh, we'll have everything taken care of and you're like yes I'd love to accept the job they're not matching your level of enthusiasm. So in that case, you're actually better to take the time. The other thing too is you want to actually have time to go over all the info that you need to go over. So are there benefits? Are there not? What's the pay like? Is there a bonus system? Is there not? How are you going to you know, review raises? Is it something that's done annually? Are you getting a cost of living raise on top of that? Are you not? Uh, how does everything break down? What are your expected hours? Everything like that. So depending on the position and the potential for success, uh, most of the time you are going to need to take some time to think about it and actually ask some additional questions. So I remember when I got my first full-time job with benefits, um, I wanted to dissect that. I wanted to actually go through and see, are these benefits valuable or are they not? Um, what's covered within there, what's not, and like actually ask some questions about that. One of the things that was actually in my, uh, my contract was a moving fee. And I was like, okay, what does this mean? So I was looking into it and basically they said they would pay for U-Haul, um, if I needed to move because of the job and I was like, oh great. And actually they had put in, uh, in the job description and the contract that I was signing that, uh, I would be moving closer to where the location was just cause they had a, a problem in the past with someone, uh, who had worked closely by and then moved far away and then was kind of neglecting his job there. And, um, they just didn't want that to be the case. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to move, but I'm going to find, you know, 
find a time when I can. And I would like to postpone the like this cost of this U-Haul until later. And they're like, oh yeah, no problem. That totally makes sense. It's a small thing, but I saved a couple hundred bucks, right? So really going through everything, fine tooth and comb, and actually looking at it and uh, making sure you're doing the right thing. Because the last thing you want to do is you want to take this uh, this job that you are really excited for and then get into it and be like, this pays me nothing or these hours are awful and you're learning information that you easily could have asked a question about, but you didn't. So take your time, go through everything that they say, but you also at some point have to go off a feeling too and the feeling of whether you want to work there or not sometimes is pretty simple. So that's it. That's everything I wanted to share about the interview process. Uh, the final thing I just want to leave you with is this idea of your legacy. And this to me has a huge impact or should have a huge impact in everything that you do. Whether you are working part-time, uh, whether you're working full-time, a student, whether you put this in practice at home or in the workplace with your friends, with your family, it does not matter what kind of legacy are you going to leave behind? If you think 50 years into the future or however many years you have left to live and you think about your funeral, what are people going to say about you? Is your family going to be there? Are your coworkers going to be there? Are your friends going to be there? Who's going to make a drive from out of town to come and see you? Whatever you do in life, do it well focusing on the legacy that you're leaving behind. If you're a boss and your sole purpose is to make money and treat your employees terribly, no one's going to be at your funeral and you're going to leave a legacy that says life was all about you. On the flip side, if you are a family man, loves your family, goes to work, treats people well with respect and dignity, honesty, doesn't rip people off, treats your employees well, which doesn't mean not being afraid to fire them, but treating them well, you're going to get some people at your funeral who are there because you had a tremendous impact in their life. If you remember in season one, I talked about distinguishing yourself and leadership is about bringing people with you and not leaving a trail of bodies behind. The goal is to leave a trail of people behind you that owe their success to you. That is the legacy that you want to leave behind with your children. That is the legacy that you want to leave behind with your spouse. That is the legacy that you want to leave behind with your coworkers, with your employees, and everyone that you come in contact. The goal is to have everyone's life better because you are in it. Because how you treat them and how you make them feel by being around you. Not because of what you can get out of it. So whatever you do, do it well with the understanding of you are building a legacy that should mean something to the people around you and not doing anything out of selfish gain, but doing it because you truly care about the people around you. So that is it. Thank you for your support. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Don't like and subscribe. Don't worry about it. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you for supporting me through this journey. And uh, I hope you have nothing but success in the future. If ever you want to reach out, uh, find me however you found me. But uh, once again, thank you very much for listening to this. (laughs) 